You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of No Other Pod. What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of No Other Pod. It's beautiful. Jimmy, and I'm back. I got a haircut today. Look at Yeah, me too. Just for this. Uh, I'm Jimmy, and I'm back along with my good buddy, Daniel Kuzer. Dan, what is going on, my friend? Listen, I don't know. I, I don't know what I expected. I, I'm highly disappointed. I thought you would come in here talking like David Beckham or something. Hello, Governor. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Some of the molding. Yeah, that's part of it. That's kind of it. I've been watching the Beckham docuseries on Netflix, so I'm kind of like, you know, I'm, I'm fully immersed in yeah. that uh, situation there. Paparazzi following me around, all that shit. Yeah. No, I didn't have any paparazzi following me around. I didn't I didn't uh, pick up a British accent while I was in England for a little bit. I do, you know, it, it, it is taking me a little bit because they don't say bathrooms over there at restrooms. They say toilets. Some they don't say loo? Toilet. They don't say loo. Everything says What is toilet. that? Everything I know has been a lie. Uh, the other weird thing is people over there, apparently, not so much in London, but like in Liverpool and Manchester, uh, have a hard time distinguishing an American accent from other accents. So there were really? multiple times where people were like, oh, you're from Australia? And I was like, oh, no, absolutely. I'm not. And but, you should have been like, it's funny because we do that with British accents. British, like, oh, yeah. you're from Australia. <laughs> uh, but no, it was it was fun. A lot of soccer. A lot of good times. So it's uh yeah, didn't didn't pick up any British accent. Um they call yeah, they call bathrooms toilets. Uh they call instead of exit, it says way out everywhere. So the sign says way out and buses are coaches. So, you know, right. Everything's okay. a little different. What a time, dude. You got got to get away for a bit. Um says the season to spend all our money on trips and holiday gifts and stuff. Yeah. So that was not a, a a cheap trip, but I got to see Everton, which I wanted to. I mean, that was the impetus of the trip. My brother, right. I want to see Goodison Park before it gets torn down, and that was incredible. That was the best sports atmosphere I've ever been in in my entire life. Cool. So it was. I, I try to take video. It doesn't do it any justice. But uh, forty thousand yeah. people singing and chanting all in unison, the entire stadium, the entire game. It, it's it's a it's unlike anything I've ever seen in MLS. That's for sure. Well, I've we've been holding down the fort here, doing regular adult stuff while you go and play. You know, I know. I'm I'm very appreciative. Shout out to Chris for filling in last week. Hey, Chris filled in. He he had a good time. He was fun. And I said, well, if you play your cards right, we'll have you back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, broke uh, or, or at least talked about some some sad news potentially with uh, Zusi and Roger. I mean, that's uh, yeah. Their time with the club has has finished at least as players, and and that's pretty sad. You pick the best time to leave when all the roster decisions are being made, and now we're starting to fill stuff out, man. Dude, I I got a new porch installed, my friend. You want to talk Ooh. about adult stuff? Okay. For two days, there was jackhammering over here, and it was just crazy. And uh, and now it's all all installed and beautiful, and it's wild time. Yeah, it's that adult stuff. It's fun. We did Windows not long ago, and ah. Uh, It'll get you when they're like, yeah, if you could write us a check. I'm like, oh, here we go. If we remember how to write a check. Do I? No one really does that anymore. Right. So So. anyway, well, uh, I am back. I'm excited. There is a little bit of sporting Kansas City news to talk about this week. We got a couple things, but uh, before we get into the SKC stuff and MLS Cup happened and and there's Copa America announcements and, and new MLS rules for 2024, there's a number of things to talk about. We don't have a new review per se in the podcast app, but we did have somebody, I think it actually was a couple weeks ago, maybe, they yeah. sent a, a message on Twitter that we wanted to give him a shout out for. Yeah. Uh, Brad hit us up on Twitter. He said, I don't have Apple Podcasts. Uh, can't find a way to leave a review on Spotify. Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's the thing. You can't. You can only leave the stars, right? Uh, but Brad just wanted to say thanks to both of us. Uh, he lives in Wisconsin doesn't have many friends who watch soccer and even fewer friends who follow MLS. He followed sporting from a distance since about 2014. So right after the cup. So it's been a year, yep. it's been a decade of no cups for this man. I, oh. I can relate, uh, <laughs> but he's finally been able to watch games and be a real fan in the last two years. Thanks to ESPN plus uh, last year and MLS season pass this year. No other pod has helped me feel connected to other fans and get to know KC culture better, even though I haven't been able to attend a home game. We got to get him out. Brad, we got to get you out here, buddy. Get you out. Uh, 
Brett, he says, thanks for all the time you put into covering the team, as well as the insights you share. I also enjoyed Dan's last word callbacks at the end of each pod. Keep up the good work. Uh, That's awesome. And he said, he sent a little screenshot of his like Spotify wrapped thing. This man listened oh. 2,496 minutes of us talking, and he was a top 5% fan. See, that's cool, man. We're, we, are, we are touching lives from afar. <laughs> uh, Brad, if you get to a game, man, I mean, hit us up so we could oh, yeah. uh, come hang for a bit and say hey and whatever, all that. So For sure. Got to get him out to uh, t- Children's Mercy Park so we can see a game. That'd be fun. Totally. Totally. So, well, cool, man. Well, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about what's going on because there's some roster things happening. They announced the roster moves last week while I was gone, like you said, and you know, Zussi and Roger were the headliners in there, but there were a couple other people that were that were listed, and one of the the people who was out of contract that was listed in in uh, that announcement is Gotti Keenan, and he is yeah. a he has been a designated player. He's been one of those designated players, similar to Eric Tommy, where. Technically, he could be bought down if, if Sporting wanted to make a move and, and bring in an additional designated player, but Gotti was out of contract. And what we had heard uh, at the end of the season, or near the end of the season, was that Sporting and Gotti were in some sort of discussions about trying to figure out where they're going to extend the contract. It seemed like they were working toward trying to get something done. Well, something has shifted, because the, the word on the street now from uh, Mr. Tom Bogert, who is about as reliable as it gets when it comes to MLS reporting, is that uh, Gadi Kinda and Sporting Kansas City, uh, a, a reunion of the two is, quote, unlikely. And there yeah. are no active discussions going on at the moment. So it seems like we may be on the hunt for not just another midfielder, but potentially another designated player this offseason. Yeah, it's wild, right? I mean, that that... And in a sense, that sounds exciting because you're like, oh, shit, you know, could bring in a big name, something like that. But uh, it is sad because we 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 saw Gotti Kinda kind of get his stride and kind of get it. Mm-hmm. We saw Stella get her groove back a little bit at the end of the season there. And uh, I don't know, man, it might not be might not be meant to be next season. Yeah, the the relationship turned a bit weird this year, um, particularly because of Gotti leaving to go on international duty with the Israeli national team. And Peter, you know, as as he's not one to do very commonly, at least, sort of publicly stated his displeasure with Gadi and with the Israeli Football Federation because he basically said that they didn't believe that Gadi was as injured as Sporting was trying to say. And so Gadi went on duty and he didn't play. But Peter was like, I mean, we're, we're coming down to the playoff time. Like, he should be here rehabbing with with his team. Uh, and and understandably, Peter was upset. They said they talked about it. They worked through it. But I have to imagine that stuff like that, if there were already questions about, will I return? Will I not return? There's been rumors about maybe his wife doesn't love it here as much as wanting to be back overseas. Something like that just kind of is like, well, it's one more tick in the negative column for why would I want to stay here? So it's yeah, the bummer. Yeah, don't get your hopes up on this. You know, it's uh, it really sounds like it probably won't happen. And if it does, yay, you know. Right. But uh, well, and and from an on the field perspective, it it really is kind of a bummer because we talked so much in in the especially the back half of this year when um, Gotti got healthy again and and. Um, Sporting started trying to make that push into the playoffs that one of the biggest advantages that this team had was that that midfield quartet, if you will, of Nemanja Rodoya, Remy Voltaire, Eric Tommy, and Gadi Kinda, where no matter which three you put into that rotation of, of the midfield trio, you had a starting caliber midfielder ready to come off the bench. And, and how many times did we see either Gotti starting and Eric come off the bench and provide a spark or vice versa, Eric starting and Gotti come off the bench and provide a spark. And occasionally them both on there together at the same time to have a real attacking minded midfield. And so, yeah, this is, I mean, he, he, he wasn't old, but he wasn't young. He was, you know, I, I wouldn't have signed him to another designated player contract. Probably. I would have probably signed him to maybe a TAM player contract. I'm sure Gotti didn't want that. So now, yeah, I, I suddenly, Attacking midfielder in my mind becomes one of the offseason priorities. Yeah, totally, man. And then 
guess what? We're right in the middle of off season and it's not a very long off season. I, I, I've gotten on my bullshit here recently and I have watched, <laughs> I have watched the USWNT docuseries on Netflix yeah, and I'm yeah. like, well, now I'm kind of jonesing. So then I turned on the Beckham docuseries and, uh, I'm just ready for the season, man. It's not even Christmas time and I'm ready to go. Yeah, it's it, it it'll be here before we know it. That's certainly for sure. Um, you know, it it'll be there's already, you know, re-entry drafts and free agency and the list of free agents if if you look at it, I mean, it's got some names that if you're an MLS fan over the years, you you've you've heard these and you're like, "Okay, you know, some some of these are are names that um just seeing them associated with with free agency is not something that you're used to, whether they be Joseph Martinez or Carlos Vela or whatnot. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that these players are, one, going to sign anywhere, or two, are what they used to be. Joseph Martinez is not the Joseph Martinez of of Atlanta United, but there are some good players out there. I'll be curious to see if, if sporting looks for some of these MLS veterans to to bring in and and fill some spots. I mean, somebody like Kellen Acosta, if you need some midfield depth and proven success in MLS, that's interesting to me. That dude's a menace. Like that dude is very fun and good. Yeah. So th- those are the names. I mean, Julian Gressel, somebody who can play on the wing but can also play wing back. Hmm. Interesting. If only you know we had somebody who played for Sporting for a long time who was a winger slash a wing back. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it there are some interesting names there that I would be curious about, but we'll see. It it's all like I think about that too, man. I still I, I think we spoke before. I still kind of sell Kansas City short as like a destination. Like, why would a player come here? Like, what what what's what's in it for them? Right, right. Like, why do they you know dazzle me a little bit? Right. And so it's like, uh, well, I think dazzling would be making that little run at the end of the season mm-hmm. and showing like, hey, they got a pretty good core here. Mm-hmm. I think I'd like to go be a part of that. Yeah, for sure. Um, there are going to be a lot of changes for a lot of clubs this this uh, offseason because it's not just Sporting Kansas City who are losing some key pieces to their clubs. Like we said, um, Carlos Vela is not going to be with LAFC. All indications um, are pointing to. He's, he's a free agent out of contract. Um, Nicholas Ladero is is leaving Seattle. So this I don't think we get either of them. No, 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 no. Not at all. I'm just but like I'm, yeah. Whoa. Wouldn't that be wild? That <laughs> would be wild. But it's just there there are some some big name uh turnover happening in MLS. Sebastian Blanco leaving the Portland Timbers. Yeah. Um we are we are moving into Dax McCarty, Nashville SC. We are moving into uh, a new era of last really Dax feels like he's always a free agent bro what? he's like here and then he's here and it's it just sucks <laughs> Dax has been on a lot of teams another another you know nomad if you will free agent Kai Kamara he's still hanging out listen <laughs> good on every team almost that man does not get injured he if he wants someone who's reliable and has a body that just does not break down yeah. Kai Kamara so we'll see it'll be interesting um, we'll see what happens. We do know that Sporting Kansas City has already made one signing this offseason. That's right. Not, you know, a super splashy signing necessarily. Good but for me, Sporting KC has signed 24-year-old left back Zorhan Basong, who he has some MLS experience. He's played with CF Montreal um, in MLS for a couple of years. He's also played in France, Belgium, and Romania. Uh, he's certainly not probably a starter. That's probably going to be Tim Leibold's position, but with Logan and Denbe being out for at least probably half the year with his injury, his ACL injury, this is much needed defensive depth on the left back side. So I don't know. It's interesting. We'll see what he can do. Agreed. Absolutely, man. It's uh, the, the offseason roster mechanisms this year uh, seem a little weird. Correct me if I'm wrong. The MLS Super Draft has never come in December. Or at least not recently, right? Hasn't it been a January situation? I thought it was in December, but I don't remember. I could be wrong. I don't remember. Mm, okay. Everything's I, I I pay. I'm not gonna lie. I pay so little attention to the Super Draft honestly anymore because it, I don't recall the last time that Sporting has really had a, a meaningful addition from the Super Draft. Be, and and I think it's 
I wouldn't be surprised if in the next five years, MLS does away with the Super Draft altogether. Bro, it was in, okay. It was, yeah, it's in December last year mm-hmm. and this year, but every year before that. It was January. Was January, dating all the way back to 03. Yeah. So, man, I guess I didn't, you know, I didn't clock that last year, so. Yeah. Well, not a lot of interesting things happened for Sporting KC coming out of the uh, the Super Draft. Well, it's been teleconference since 2020, right? Like they right. don't, uh, they haven't had a live situation. Right. And they try, they used to try to make it a whole thing where they'd have, you know, a, a correspondent go out to the top picks house or wherever if they weren't there yeah. and they'd have, you know, cameras set up and, and it just never, it never felt like it's not the NFL draft. It's not the NBA draft. It's not the same thing. So. I think they wish that it was. Um, it just never really took off like that, but. It's just international soccer it, or, or soccer in general. It's just a different beast, and it's and it's yeah. rare. You know, the top prospects aren't going to be coming through the MLS Super Draft. Even if you're the number one pick in the MLS Super Draft, you're probably not going to be a club changing signing. Sure. So, and you mentioned free agency, man. That we're in it. We are in free agency mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. Like if we could have a signing this evening, and we right. have no idea. After so, we record this, there could be an addition that gets announced, and and that's probably what's going to happen because that's what sporting tends to do. You know, and I like this left back pickup, man, Basong. I mean, he, uh, you know, spent some time with Montreal, and and seems like a good, reliable depth signing here. You know, yeah, it's it's certainly something that you know I'm I'm glad sporting's addressing it. I I'll be interesting interested to see, um, really how much he actually pushes for for playing time or if this is more of like you know that sort of emergency depth in case Leibold goes down but I mean he's not a a a totally green signing he's he's had a number of appearances and and minutes played across different leagues around the world so um, he certainly seems capable of being at least an MLS rotation player yeah I mean Leibold does have some miles on him you know he he does have years under his injuries and and Basong, I mean, he. I bet they probably told him like, "Hey, you know, I'm sure you're aware of of who we have at left back, but mm-hmm. uh, come in and compete. Yeah. Come in. I mean, it's a, no one's saying it can't be you, right? So there you go. Don't mess with the Zorhan. My God, there. It, I mean, it was it was there. You have to you have to take it. Zorhan. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Um, what is that from? That's from Dude. Where's my car? Zoltan. <laughs> <laughs> Let's uh, let's go ahead and take a break real quick before we jump into. I want to talk about MLS Cup and and what happened there and everything and, and some new rules and everything. But let's go ahead and take a break here first, and we'll be right back. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Dude, did I tell you I've been playing guitar? Did I tell you I've been really? playing? Interesting. Uh, I don't think we talked about this. I don't it's think kind so. of a, It's kind of a... Uh, uh, Midlife crisis slash preparation okay. for an audition. Okay. But let me tell you, once you finally build those calluses up on your fingers, it becomes a lot easier. But in those early stages- It hurts. You like, it feels like you're cutting yourself up. Yeah. I'm just like, I don't know if I can do this. And now it's wonderful. So What can you, what can you play? I mean, I could play some stuff. I mean, I got chord, chord progressions right now, little, little licks and riffs and stuff. So Okay. Been at it for a good probably month or so. 
There you go. That's awesome. You just oh. watch like YouTube videos or? No, I got a three month free trial to Fender Play and it's like an app and has like a 12 course progression. So some shit's getting hard. I was doing Ozzy Osbourne's Crazy Train and it was hard. I was like, okay, slow it down. Slow it down. <laughs> yeah, when I was like, what, what can you play? If you were to be like, Crazy Train, I'd be like, hold on. Okay. That's yeah, I mean, just little riffs and stuff, yeah. but like uh chords don't sound too bad, man. They have little songs you can play along with and shit yeah. on this app. Uh probably the next green day, you know, it's no big deal. Basically. I think you <laughs> at this point you're I essentially mean, Lenny Kravitz. If you want to pick up the bass, man, we could have a little no other pod band. I if you want to get the tuba in this thing. I do have my tuba. I have it in another <laughs> room right here. So how does that work in a band? Do some jazz. We could jazz it up. That'd be wild. Tuba's a big instrument in jazz, so there you go. Hell of a deal. Little jazz. We got a jazz duo. I don't think tuba and guitar is enough to just go off and riff some jazz. Yeah, it'd be. We wouldn't get any gigs. <laughs> we we need a few other people. We'll just Chris play. Let's get him on on this. <laughs> Chris would come watch. He'd be like, "I'm not playing anything with you idiots. <laughs> I'm just gonna stand here." Um, let's talk about MLS Cup for a little bit. Did you watch it? I did watch. It was yeah. fun. I watched it. Um, it's nice and good. It kicked off at like 9.30 p.m. in England or something like that. It was it was pretty late. But because of MLS season pass, I was able to watch it very easily on my phone, which I could not say for NFL games over there because I couldn't watch anything. Yeah, um, Paramount Plus is locked, right? Yeah, Paramount Plus is locked. YouTube TV is locked, all this stuff. And I didn't have a VPN on my phone. Um, they would put one NFL game occasionally on something. I went into a bar and the Broncos were on and I was like, why is this happening? Nobody wants wow. this. Pain. That'd be your experience that you're sharing with these people. Oh my uh, gosh. <laughs> I mean, they're uh, like, Hey, Hey, these guys beat the chiefs. You're like, okay, gotta well, get out. It was actually funny after the, the, the Tottenham game that we were at, we were just kind of hanging out in the stadium for a little bit, waiting for the, the, the trains, the, the Metro rail to kind of clear out of people. We're like, let's not just go stand in a line. Let's have some, some food and drinks or whatever. We started talking to this British guy, and and he was like, "Why do people love American football?" We're like, "Oh, you're not a fan." He goes, "I don't understand how you can watch it. It is the most boring game where nothing happens and it takes forever. I don't understand it." And I was cracking up because I was like, "It's hilarious because people don't like soccer here in America. If they say why, they're like, it's the most boring game where nothing happens." And so it is funny. It's just not something you grow up with, I guess. And he's like, "There's yeah. takes so long, which is true. A lot of commercials. Uh, Too many. But it, it, it's Both sides like, are wrong, but also right. <laughs> like, there's some good points there, right? It's like, okay, I just spent 90 minutes watching a nil-nil draw. Right. That sucks. Right. But if you watch a game that's like a 3-2. Right. I mean, but you can also go watch a freaking Raiders game and it's 3 nit 3 nothing. Yeah. Like you're getting it everywhere in chargers or whatever. Can you imagine? <laughs> um, but I was able to watch MLS cup thanks to MLS season pass. And I mean, you said, you know, Columbus was that good. Well, they went down. It, it is funny. Cause they went down early in the Eastern conference finals, uh, against Cincinnati two zero. And then they came back and ended up winning in that scary score. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The most dangerous score in soccer. There is. And so, we knew that regardless if Columbus won or Cincinnati won, that MLS Cup would be held in Ohio because they both finished that. higher in the standings than LAFC. Um, but it's, you know, I don't, I can't say that I was rooting for LAFC. Um, I would have been happy yeah. for Ilya if he got another MLS Cup because I do really like Ilya still. Um, but I just, I, I marvel at the roster that Columbus has put together because they're, I mean, Cucho, obviously, you know, Diego Rossi, uh, there are some of these names, Darlington Nagby's on there that, that, you know, but, um, Wilfred Nancy, the coach of Columbus has just done a hell of a job taking a mid-market team that's somewhat comparable to, to Kansas city, if you will, and turning it into a powerhouse just a few years after, uh, Caleb Porter, when he won MLS Cup in in Columbus, sort of left, and and they really rebuilt this team back into a contender. And yeah, they 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 went into halftime up two zero, and LAFC got 
back, but couldn't really ever find the equalizer, and that was that. When they when LAFC did bring a goal back, I was fully on the LAFC train. I was like, I you know you go when you don't have a a dog in the fight, right? You, you go team chaos, hundred percent. You're like just entertain me. Mm-hmm. Someone someone makes someone bleed. You know, give me extra time. Give me extra time. PKs the whole shebang. Like yep. I'm, I'm here for it. You know, I got nothing yep. else going on. Uh, it was cool, man. I pretty good MLS Cup though. I mean, I, I had fun. It was fun. It was awesome, I, I, and I'm really glad. Um, you know. For Columbus, an original MLS club, I don't have anything bad to say about Columbus. They're not a team that I adamantly dislike. I do think it's funny, and I tweeted this out, that Columbus has won more MLS Cups than Austin FC has made playoff appearances since Anthony Precourt left Columbus and tried to pull his shenanigans and moving the team to Austin. Yes, if you guys are just... uh... Just joining us and didn't know about this, uh, the owner of Columbus tried to take the team away. And all of a sudden, fans were like, don't you do that. Right. Like, we will support this team, we promise. I mean, it's an MLS original. And yeah, it's like, a, like a thief in the night. He basically, oh, by the way, I'm, I'm leaving and we're taking the club to Austin. And there was the whole Save the Crew movement. Save and it was a, a really cool groundswell of, of support. And I mean, Columbus has a- We were all in on that support. Hundred percent. I mean, across the league, everybody yeah. was, was trying to save the crew. Dude, that and sucks. As an owner, you're like, "Oh, I'm the bad guy." <laughs> Colum- I mean, Columbus has a place in American soccer history. Whenever the U.S. men's national team has played there, it was the birthplace of Dos Acero, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it, it's it, it's got a, a, a significant part in both MLS and U.S. soccer history. And so it was pretty wild that they were trying. Anthony Precourt, the owner, was just trying to steal them essentially, and uh, that eventually didn't happen. He sold the team to, I, I think, I want to say the Haslam's, who had owned the Browns. Um, and yeah, since Precourt sold them and left to start Austin FC in 2019, Columbus has gone on to win two MLS Cups. Austin's only made one playoff appearance. And that's that. You know, that is wild. Like, hey, I sold this team and they went on to be elite. Right. That's crazy. So. It's it's pretty nuts. I, I also um, the other thing that's crazy, Columbus, because you know if you were to say since 2017, who who are the most dominant MLS clubs? There's Seattle, LAFC. Columbus is there. LAFC. Columbus is there now, but like Columbus has more MLS cups than LAFC does since LAFC joined the league. And and I think if you were to like internationally talk to people about like some of the best clubs or, or you talk about even for MLS fans who are some of the best clubs, biggest clubs, LAFC is going to be named before Columbus probably. Yeah. Columbus is more successful. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's a, it, dude, this season was weird though. This season had like some newcomers and then like other teams that should have been in the mix were not. Right. Um, you know, Philly, Philly's been doing pretty well. They kind of had a little bit of a dip off this year. Uh, Orlando got into the mix mm-hmm. for the first time in a long time. So, yep. It's it's been pretty neat, man. I'm a, uh, I'm just I want to get going. I'm ready for preseason. Like let's roll. If Cincinnati could have held on to a two goal lead at home as the Supporter Shield winners, they could you be the one that? holding up the MLS Cup trophy right now. Heartbreaking. That has to be just the worst feeling. You know you're up two nil, and there's just probably a, a there's that chance. You know right. they're gonna score and get some momentum here, and there it goes. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's pretty wild. So the support is crazy. It is. It is. Did you? I, w- I want to go back to that. You were talking to that guy about the game being slow or whatever. Did you? Yes. Did you come to the NFL's defense? Did you say like this is why it's good? Um, no, I was like, you know, I do get it because it is very long. I mean, there's a lot of commercial breaks, and that's very annoying. I mean, and and I do know that like there have been things do- like studies done that's like for even for an hour NFL game, sixty minutes of of game time, there's only like nine or 10 minutes of actual action that happens uh, because of, you know, when you run the ball and then huddles and everything. So I was like, I, I get that. And I was like, you know, it is, it is an exciting game and, and the plays individually are pretty short, but then you can look at the replays. You can see what happened. If you understand the strategy, um, you know, right. It's, you, it's similar like to seeing big meaty men just slapping <laughs> each other around. Um, I thought you were going to quote Biggie there for big meaty big men me- slapping meat. I was, I was, but I didn't know if you'd know what that was. I, I was going to do it. Favorite gif of all time. He Gosh, dang it, Lee, in our work chat. I was. Um, I should. I should have said it. I, <laughs> I, I backed off. 
because I was like, he doesn't know what I'm talking about. I do. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I defended NFL's honor a little bit. Not that they need me to defend its honor. I was like, you should come to a game at the stadium. If they come back here, you might like it. Yeah. So, hopefully and you're like, well, I like them both. You know? Yeah. Well, that's the, I was like, I, I enjoy them both. They're both very different. I, one thing I love about soccer is it's contained to two hours. You basically know when the game's starting, when it's ending. Yeah, you can make you know, plans. Right. 100%. If you've got something at 6.30 and the Chiefs kick off at 3.30, you might get done at 6.30, but you might freaking not. You don't know. Right. Yeah. It's to end college football is a whole other animal. Oh, my so. God. Don't get me started <laughs> on college football. That is just crazy. There's no, no talent. No talent when it could be over. You know there's only one sport, though, that in the rule book that it can go on forever, and that's basketball. It like basketball cannot end in a tie, but football oh. can. Yeah. Well, I mean, baseball technically can go on indefinitely, but they. I think baseball gets capped at a certain time, right? I didn't think so, but okay. that's I know they've changed. Into. They've changed the rules of baseball's extra innings to try to ah. limit how long games can go because now you start up with a base runner on second base. So that's some Savannah banana shit right there. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, let, speaking of, of, of rule changes, I think that's a good transition to the MLS Board of Governors has approved what they call new sporting initiatives ahead of the 2024 season. So basically, it's new rules. There's yeah. new rules. Just say new rules. Um, what, I'm going to start with the bad, if you will, first, and then we'll go oh, with the good. You got uh, bad. I Well, I think one of the, a couple of the things people expected or we're looking for, especially in the post-Messi era, because that was one of the big selling points of Messi coming to the league. Messi's going to push the league forward. There's going to be new eyes, more dollars. Um, will the league be able to take advantage of it? Maybe loosen the roster rules a little bit, loosen the spending restrictions a little bit, let teams add more depth, add more investment to their rosters and make this a better league. Will there be a fourth designated player spot? None of that happened. None of that happened beyond what was already set to be the increase in the standard collective bargaining agreement, which there's a, a marginal increase in salary cap. There's a marginal increase in um, roster spend. But um, essentially, in 2023, the salary budget was $5.2 million. It's going to be just under $5.5 million. Um, there's about $600,000, $700,000 more dollars in general allocation money available. Um, and... Uh, the discretionary TAM targeted allocation money is actually going down because they're trying to phase that out and just focus on general allocation money. So no changes to what was already planned for increases in salary budget. There is no changes to roster mechanisms, no loosening of U22 restrictions. So what before we talk about the other stuff that we do like, what are your thoughts on MLS not really trying to, at least in the immediate near future, take advantage of messy mania, if you will, and and let teams add more quality potentially to their rosters. Well, because they don't want to take attention away from Messi. I mean, you you got you got at least six more documentaries coming out, right? <laughs> yeah. Why would you why why would you we only got half a season to capitalize on this man. We need a full season. I mean he's gonna win MLS Cup next year for God's sake. Ooh, there's a take. Is it a take though, or is it like, well, this man wins everything he ever tries for? Yeah. So well, it's give probably him a full season to cook a little bit. The script writers have probably already written it in there. It's so. pretty wild to think about, but like, yeah, I think they should be ours and many other people's early favorites for MLS Cup. It'll be interesting. I mean, there's still rumors linking Luis Suarez to Miami. Now I don't know how yeah, good dude. he'll be because isn't how he good he'll be? I mean, he is good. He's also old. Didn't I read something the other day about how he's like, I'm in pain all the time? Because <laughs> he's also, just so old. Also but, good at eating apples. <laughs> well, he can't bite Giorgio Cialini anymore because Cialini retired from LAFC. So, when he... True. That man, by the way, <laughs> that man's my age. And uh, playing at a professional level. Cialini. So that's fun. Yeah. He looks like he's 84 years old. He does. He does look like uh, he does look like he should be a father, a very uh, you know an older father. <laughs> you you and him do not look the same age. No, we don't. That man has Lord. that man has seen some stuff. He has lived. <laughs> um, he, he does not hydrate enough. <laughs> so, roster mechanisms. It is what it is. I, I think a lot of people are, are are a little bit disappointed in that. But there's some what I would call 
very innovative things that are happening in, in the rules next year. Um, one thing that everybody will notice that's a little bit different right off the bat um, is the stoppage time clock on the video boards. If you're at the game, that's going to continue to count past 45 and past 90 in stadium. So no more of us having to pull out our phones and go to our timer and be like, what did you say? You said seven minutes. Okay, we'll start. Ah, oh, shit. I started at 30 seconds too late. So Isn't that crazy? Seconds. We yeah. can all stop that shit now. Like that is, it's been the dumbest thing we've had to do for years. Players don't have to guess anymore. Like no. what? And in England, I was just there and I'm watching, I'm like, they let the clocks keep running here in the they English do? Premier League. Yeah. It, it threw wild. me off. For, I've never been to a Premier they League. They do it on TV. They show us on TV yeah. what the stoppage time is. Right. So I'm like, if I'm sitting here, I'm literally watching Man United play Chelsea, and it's fine for them to continue to count the clock for stoppage time. Why can't Sporting Kansas City and Houston have the clock continue to count? Dude, that's going to change the game. Players will be like, instead of being like, oh my gosh, I think we have like 30 seconds left. They're going to be like, we have 37 seconds left. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Like, it's 100%. No more stress over that shit. Yep. Absolutely. Um, they are also going to- other favorite shit in here. I, I got some takes on shit. Let's yeah, well, I'm, I'm building up to the to my favorite ones. Yeah, yeah. Um, In-stadium VAR announcements. They're going to start announcing uh, from the referee to fans in the stadium and viewers at home what the VAR decision is and why. So Will they announce why they chose not to go to VAR for certain <laughs> things? Probably not. No. Probably not. But that will hopefully eliminate the most annoying power trip thing that all referees do is when they run over to the the video review station and they they sit there for three minutes, whatever, and they review, and then they turn around, smug as hell, do the slow run all the way back to something where everybody's like, we know you've made a decision. What is it? And they have to run all the way back before eventually they point to the spot or eventually say no. And yeah. like, just quit it. We're not here to watch you. It's pretty dramatic. It's pretty dramatic. <laughs> or they run all the way back and then pull out a red card. And you're like, what? So comes out of nowhere. You're like, oh, he's running. He's running. I just, I want to see one of them just uh, slip and fall. <laughs> um, but here, here are some of the more interesting ones. And they both have to do with preventing time wasting, which can be an incredibly frustrating thing. Sporting Kansas City doesn't all do it very well. They do it sometimes, but but they don't do it as well as other know. teams. Um, and this is all strictly for MLS competition. So I don't know that this impacts U.S. Open Leagues Cup, Cup, Leagues Cup, you know, CONCACAF Champions League, etc. This is all MLS play. I would guess not. Or I would, maybe an announcement later at later date. Right, not now. So there's something called the timed substitution rule. I love this. This says... Maximizing effective match time, the timed substitution rule requires that a substituted player exit the field within 10 seconds. Ten. can be anywhere on the field. You don't have to run to that. You can just have to get off the field within 10 seconds. Pretty easy. Failure to exit from any point on the field within the 10 seconds will cause the incoming player to wait for a 60-second holding period before entering the game at the next stoppage. During the holding period and prior to the substitute entering, the team will play down a player. Exceptions to the rule include goal uh, injury and goalkeeper substitution. The power play, bro. It's mm-hmm. power play in freaking hockey. If you, dude, this is gonna eliminate this shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you guys can't the see me, this slow ash jog in a good job. The, sorry, I got to take my shin guards off right here in the middle of the field before I run. Yep, you better roll yourself off. You better go. It's going to be wonderful because I can't wait till the referee is like 8-1,000, 9 1,000. It's like WWE. What? Yeah, just counting it out. And then the player gets ready to come on and he's like, you better not. You better stay right there. And boom, power play is on. Mm -hmm. Like that's just, I think it's dope. And I hope the players are coached on this. I'm sure they will be, but I hope they take it seriously. On the other hand, I hope referees enforce this. Yeah, I'm that's a, the thing, dude. I'm assuming there's going to be a little bit of leeway at least to start, especially like if a captain gets subbed off and they have to hand over the captain's armband or whatnot. Right. But, but it, like delaying a restart was always supposed to be a yellow card, and that's been lenient over the years. It's going to give fans more opportunity to shit talk and engage because it's like dude. when you're 
watching an NBA game or whatever, and and they're doing the the count to get the ball past half court, and you'll have yep. or, or to shoot a free throw like with Giannis, where they have players like the fans that are counting to ten. We're gonna you're count in the sub. You're gonna have the Calder being like one, two, three, hundred percent. Yeah, it's it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be it's gonna add a new dynamic to the game, and uh, I'm here for it, man. Get a count out. Win by count out. <laughs> I, it would be interesting to see if eventually they end up putting like a substitution clock, like MLB has a pitch clock on there, where it's like, ooh, we're we're just doing this. But it so. should not. It should not be against the realm of possibility to get off the field in ten seconds. No matter where you are, there is an end line somewhere that you can get off in ten seconds. Hundred percent. It should be easy. Yeah. So, because that well, a lot of people, a lot of times, people choose like the furthest route off the field. Right. And just kind of, you know, their hands are up here by their titties. They're just like <laughs> little maracas. They're just chilling. And the ref has to come over and he's trying to, and then they start arguing with the ref. They're like, I am running. And then it's more and that's gone. I hope. I mean, I, I can't wait to see how much shit this stirs up. So that, that one's good. Was that an MLS next pro thing? Yes. This was enacted okay. in MLS next pro during the 2023 season. And they said 99.7 of the more than 3,200 substitutions were completed in 10 seconds or less. Hey, because they know the rules. Mm -hmm. They followed it. Yeah. Cool. So. What's the next one? This one's my favorite. This one is called the off-field treatment rule. And this is something yeah. that um, they had implemented it in MLS X Pro partway through the 2022 season and all the way through the 2023 season. This has been something that I have been clamoring for something similar to this for years. Because the biggest frustration I have with time wasting, and this is a, quite honestly the biggest frustration that a lot of people have with soccer in general is the rolling around like you're dying on the field. You get fouled, you get nicked, you roll around, you're grabbing your leg, you're screaming, you're you're throwing your hand, you're 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 sitting there, you're waiting for bring out, the magic bring out the cold spray. spray. Exactly. <laughs> and then finally they're like, okay, I guess we gotta bring out the stretcher. And then the four people run out there with the stretcher and suddenly right as the stretcher gets there, he's like, you know, I think I'm gonna be able to walk off under my own power. And then in fact, I think I might go play again limps all dramatically to the sideline like he's dying and then something happens there's a magic threshold when you get to that touchline where the lord has blessed you and you have healed and you are ready to run back at full strength unbelievable it's it's a, there <laughs> dude there's at least a miracle every other game i'd love to see that you know god's shining down right that's not happening anymore i so, love that <laughs> the off-season treat or off-field treatment rule says the off-field treatment rule allows medical professionals with time to assess and treat players off the field of play in a less pressurized environment. Caveat that. I want to come back to that part in a second. Okay. If a player with a suspected injury remains on the ground for more than 15 seconds, it's not long, the referee will stop play, wave the medical crew on the field to evaluate the player, and when, the, the, when safe, the player will be re removed from the field and remain off the field for a minimum of two minutes for further assessment and treatment. Two full minutes. That's a long time. Um, get your ass in the penalty box. And they said, yeah, first implemented in MLSX Pro midway through the 2022 season and continued through the entirety of the 2023 season. This off-field treatment rule has allowed medical staffs time to treat players while also allowing match play to resume quickly. Exceptions to the off-field treatment rule include instances of a potential head injury, goalkeeper injury, Serious medical events or fouls resulting in yellow or red cards. Sure. So this is dope. This just means you can't go down, roll around forever, and then waste another minute, two minutes, three minutes on the field and immediately come back into the field of play. Having to go out and knowing that if I'm going to go out, my team is going to be down a man for two full minutes of gameplay. That's it's not time. worth taking an injury. It's time to start playing like the ladies because you don't see them staying down on the ground. They don't do it. They're not rolling around being injured. They get up and they they rub some dirt in it and they keep mm -hmm. playing. 100%. It's time to be like that. Yeah, absolutely. So now the caveat that I said, I want to go back to this, where they said allow medical professionals with time to assess and treat players off the field of play in a less pressurized environment. I mean, yes, and that we're not sitting here all waiting for you to, to do your thing on the field before we play. Sure. And you have to be off for a minimum of two minutes, I guess. But I wonder how many people will be like, okay, well, the game's already started. Like, we have to finish up this treatment so I can get back on. Like, it, it, I feel like it'll still be pressurized. It'll still be like, we got to do this quick because 
Yeah. You've had two minutes to get me right and get me back on the field. And the longer this treatment takes, the worse position my team is in. It's still very much pressurized. So I don't, I don't know why that verbiage even has to be put in there. Yeah. But it, it'll be interesting to see how this impacts stoppage time because we're not going to have four or five minute stoppage time blocks because of injuries on the field anymore. Most true. I, and I like that, man. I don't like at the end of the game being like, oof, I bet there's seven minutes of stoppage time. Right. Like if you could just be like, yeah, maybe one or two minutes, you know, like that'd be crazy. Mm -hmm. That'd be awesome. The game just ends when it's supposed to end. Like that'd be nuts. Now it will be weird bouncing back and forth between MLS play and like leagues cup play where suddenly this isn't a thing anymore. And you have some of the league MX teams who are just rolling around and dying on the field again. And we're going to be exactly now. Let's, it would not be good. A lot of deaths out there. <laughs> they, they do like to get, you know, snipers, look out. A sniper got him. Turf monster. Man, oh man. So, um, the only other thing I really wanted to talk about this week, because those are all the MLS rule changes. I mean, there's more MLS roster mechanism things happening. Reentry drafts, free agency, like we said, can happen at any time. Super draft coming up. We'll all talk about that. Um, but, the, but the other big thing that happened uh, in the past week regarding soccer in Kansas City is... Kansas City was selected as the site of not just one, but two games for the 2024 Copa America, which we, the United States we talked about this last week. Place in. You did? We we talked about that we were but getting these games, but we didn't know the matchups yet. And right. uh, now we know the matchups. Now we know the matchups and, and the locations. And this is interesting. So June 25th, 2024, Peru versus Canada or Trinidad and Tobago at Children's Mercy Park. And for those of you who don't know, Copa America... It's basically uh, the the South American version of the Gold Cup, the CONMEBOL version of the CONCACAF Gold Cup. So it, we don't little, usually participate in this as a U.S. We have right? occasionally, but it's but it's not a year you know every time thing. Um, yeah. This is I think because the World Cup in 2026 is coming to North America. This is sort of like helping build that up, and probably if you're a representative of CONMEBOL. It's just getting more money, more eyes on the tournament, putting it in a new location like the United States. Right. Well, when you say Conable, I got you know what that reminds me of? It reminds me of that, uh, what was that Bo Jackson video game? Um, oh my God. It was like some old ass. Oh, Tech Mobile? Tech Mobile. That's what yeah. I think you're saying. Tech Mobile <laughs> coming to Kansas City. <laughs> yeah. Um, so June 25th, Peru versus Canada or Trinidad and Tobago. That, uh, it's a fine game. Here's the big one, July 1st, 2024, and this is the one I want people to show out to because this is the audition, not the audition, we already got it, but this is the the the, the appetizer, the hors d'oeuvre to the yeah, 2026 World Cup, the United States men's national team versus Uruguay at Arrowhead Stadium. Number 11 versus number 12. These two teams are very similar mm -hmm. in competition. Mm -hmm. uh, are we going to both these games? Probably need to. Be fun. I yeah. have no plans on either of those dates right now. I mean, six, seven months away, I, 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 I've I, already penciled it in. Yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see um, how much tickets are to this U.S. versus Uruguay game. I, I think it'll be, uh, I mean, it's not CONCACAF, it's not U.S. soccer, so I don't know. But, yeah, I mean, this will be a good test run to see how does soccer in Arrowhead on the world stage do. If you don't know, people... Uh, USA is still unbeaten in Kansas City, ten and zero and two. So, pretty, uh, pretty exciting. Yeah, it'll uh, it'll be interesting. Uruguay is a two-time uh, World Cup champion and two-time Olympic gold medalist. So this is this is a big thing. I mean, um, the United States got drawn into Group C for Copa America. So um, that includes Uruguay, Panama, and Bolivia. So this is uh, yep. this is going to be uh, a huge game to determine the winner of Group C, essentially. You know, tickets are available for both these games uh, mid-January is what they're saying. So yeah. coming right up. I say we do it. I see no problem. So very cool. Exciting for Kansas City. Exciting for uh, the U.S. men's national team to be able to be a part of uh, the, the Copa America 2024. Um yeah, looking forward to that. So show up if you can. Let's let's make sure that Arrowhead's filled. There's what seventy two thousand seats in Arrowhead or something like that. So if they open up the whole thing, let's get there. Let's get loud for the U.S. men's national team. Wouldn't that be something? I always like going to those national team games, anyways, man. It's always a different uh, 
you know, it brings out the different kind of fan in someone. Mm-hmm. Um, a little patriotic, you know, get get in it for your country, I guess. It's it's very and silly. suddenly some of those players that you might not root for typically because they're either on an opposing team, whether they're an MLS or, or a European team that you cheer for. Yeah. Suddenly you're, you're like cheering for fucking Walker Zimmerman can kick rocks on Nashville, but god right. damn it if he's not the best American in the world. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> suddenly you love him. Right, absolutely. Uh Christian Pulitzer could suck it up at Chelsea, but you son of a bitch, God bless you. <laughs> So it'll be fun. Looking forward to that one next year. Totally. I think that's about all I have for this week. You got anything else? That's it, huh? Oh, man, I don't. I do not. Yeah. So thank you all so much for listening. We appreciate your time. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at NoOtherPod, at Dan Couser, at JCMac03. Check us out on YouTube, KCSN Soccer. You can also check us out on the Kansas City Sports Network app. Uh, leave that five-star rating and review. And if you can't do that, shoot us an email, nootherpod at gmail.com, or send us a Twitter DM, and we'll, we'll read it like we did for, uh, for Brad. So thank you all so much. And until next time, he's Dan. I'm Jimmy. We'll catch you all later. See ya. You know, it's mine and Jimmy's birth month, so buy us something. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.